All right. This is uh, another one of our episodes uh, of Chris and Kyle Explore the Universe. Uh, one of our podcast numbers, I don't know. We have a very special guest today. Uh, Kyle Scanlon is out sick today. We think his dog passed away. We wish him the best. Maybe he passed away. I don't know. Um, he might not join the pod anymore. It's unfortunate. Um, if there is something wrong with him, we do have a physician in-house. Dr. Ben Coughlin. Welcome to the show, Doc. Good to have you. Thank you, Chris. I'm happy to be here. So um, I, I came across the doctor. He's actually uh, has a huge following. Uh, you know, you'd say micro. Austin, what's micro influencer like above 15,000 or 20,000? Yeah, he has a great following on Instagram, TikTok. You're very forward with your socials. A friend, a mutual friend of ours t- said that we should connect. And then you started texting me saying you're interested in comedy, want to pick my brain. And then I started immediately making fun of you, saying, let me pick your brain about plastic surgery. I, th- I think you actually asked me for the penis enlargement, <laughs> yeah. picking my brain about penis enlargement for the record. I did. I said, I did say, I said, if you can get me a dick implant, we can talk. So I immediately started joking with you. And I offered you some of mine because it gets in the way sometime. Oh, so we have a, is that natural? Or, all, yep. or, or you've done some stuff down no, there. Man, it's all natural. Did you? What do they say? Don't don't get higher in your own supply. <laughs> don't get higher in your own supply. Were you? Did you always think I want to go into plastics, or you kind of mm. did the thing when you? I'll go wherever they accept me. No, yeah, I uh, I actually wanted to be an architect, and then again, the economy was kind of shitty at that time when I was in undergrad. My mother's a nurse, and she's like. You can't be an architect. You're not going to make any money. You're going to have a shitty job, you know. Um, That was my junior year of college. I switched. I just decided to take the MCAT or whatever it takes. I did well on that. Um, And then when you get into med school, then you decide, like, okay, I don't want to be a cardiologist and tell people that their blood pressure is high. Like, that's boring. So, you know, you're going to do surgery. And then when you're in surgery, you kind of just keep going until you pick your little subspecialty. Because I think, because I have a few friends who are plastic surgeons, you have to do general surgery training, right? So I did head and neck surgery first. So I, I only do face now. Then I did facial plastic surgery as a fellowship. Oh, so wow. So you're a double fellow. Yeah, yeah I did. Uh, I'm board certified in head and neck and, and facial plastics. So when did you switch to facial plastics? How long do you were you head and neck? Uh, it's five years, that program. Oh, so, so right after you, instead I, of going, went, you went into it, then you went into plastics. I did, yep, I did my fellowship in uh, LA. Okay. How long was a plastics fellowship? Uh, it's just one year. So it's six years total. So the, the, and that's how most of, the, most of the plastics now are integrated for the body people too. It used to be the body guys had to do five years general surgery, which is like, you know, cholecystectomy, taking out gallbladders, bowel surgery, and then they do plastics for three years after. So that's why like my route was better at that time. You know what I mean? Because I did five years of head and neck. So it's just like all face, you know, big facial cancers and stuff. Um, and, then, and then one year fellowship of plastics. I have a BB from when I was 15 oh, yeah. in the right side of my cheek. I was mm-hmm. shot by my neighbor. His older brother didn't like how I was talking to his girlfriend that day. I was 14. He pumped it and hit wow. me here. And it's one of those uh, copper BBs. Yeah. And it's inside my jaw muscle where my dad's friend, who's in plastics, actually put me under they went through it and he said it was too close to the nerve, nerve. Yeah. said doesn't want to touch it and it's been sitting there i've had a lot of surgeons say all we gotta do is cut here peel it back and get it out you know i might be able to get it from the inside of the mouth i do a lot of my surgeries are from inside the mouth um 
But most of that, like, I, I do trauma at Cook County. And when somebody gets shot, if the bullet's not causing an issue, you just leave it. You leave bullets in there, you too? You just leave them, yeah. Yeah, because you can cause more harm getting them out. I mean, it doesn't bother you, right? It's kind no. Of cool. No. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a gunshot victim. Exactly. You are. <laughs> Chicago gunshot victim. I mean, so you just do, stop you, it there. No, don't expand wait, anymore. So how do you go from somebody walks in, says, I, I don't like this about myself, and you're doing that surgery to you're doing trauma Cook County. So you, you want the trauma, too. You missed it. Yeah. I mean, I'm doing less and less, but I still like it. You know, like, that's when I'm a real doctor, my mother says. You know, so. So you never hung up the head and neck. No, no, I still do a facial trauma at Cook County, yeah. What do you think of all the people who are like, oh, I'm going to get my plastics done in Thailand, I'm going to get my plastics done in Tijuana, and they're trying to save a few thousand bucks? You know, there are good surgeons everywhere. Uh, anybody who does a lot of cosmetic surgery has seen some really bad stuff. And then the problem is if your surgeon is in Tijuana or Thailand or whatever and something goes bad, then you know it's hard to get fixed. I had a woman come to my office, and she had a really bad infection. She, she went to Mexico somewhere. And then, you know, I drained it for her. Like, I dealt with it because, you know, what are you going to do? And then I charged her, like, the setup fee. It was, like, $1,000. And she got super pissed, gave me a bad Google review. But, you know, it's like, come on, man. I mean, so there's good surgeons there. But, you know, if you have the money, I would do it here. What is going on with women's lips? Like, at yeah. what point do you guys say, and the dentists and everybody who's just doing it, I mean, now there's just yeah. people on Instagram, I'm a certified injector. Yeah. Like, your job was never to make people look worse. Yeah, I mean, it really depends. If the tuition of my kid's school goes up, then I, then I no, I'm kidding. Uh, I mean, this, this really gets to <laughs> it. You gotta make it. money somehow. This I mean, really <laughs> gets to it. So, I mean, I do fillers, I do non-surgical stuff, but it's not my wheelhouse. You know, I make most of my living by surgery. So the problem, and, and you gotta be careful because some of these companies are really powerful. My, my if I had a car, I would get I don't want them up. to get you. Yeah, don't let them get me by. The companies really make money by just pushing the product, telling people more, more, more. So all the official trainings say, you got to put three syringes in the lips. Then a lot of these nurse injectors or people, that's how they make their living. So you go and see me. You want your lips bigger. I do a lot of guys' lips, by the way. You can do my lips? I can do your lips, yeah. I do a lot of guys' lips. Um, you'd be surprised. A lot, the number of straight men that I do surgery on is crazy. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, They don't let you post it and show people, but I do a lot. But anyways, um, the, the can't wait to get my lips plumped. Yeah, it makes a difference. I could use it. I mean, look, I got like I got a little white girl lips. Oh, you've been doing your no, lips but I should, I, sh I should, but I don't. Yeah. So you're like a trainer that doesn't work out. Yeah, pretty. I told you, don't get high on your own supply. Uh, so, um, but the, the the nurse injector people, and this isn't only them. There's other doctors that make money that way, but they only make money by making you do more. Like, hey, I, hey, what do you think, doc? Well, I'll do another one. It's a thousand dollars every one you so do. So it's a racket. It's a little bit of a, yeah, you got to find someone you trust and be clear with your goals. Because, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of shitty people out there, I would say. There's a comic that I work with uh, who retired from ER. Uh, he was an ER doctor for I think I've seen years. him. He's around Chicago. Bill, yeah, yeah, very yeah. funny guy. Yeah. And there were some girls that came and said, good set after the show. And he looked at me and he said, Chris, what is going on with <laughs> girls yeah. in your generation that yeah, sure. the augmentation they're doing to their lip, he's like, it, it, I don't understand it. And I said, ask your friends in plastics. I have no fucking clue. Yeah. We don't, guys don't think it looks good. But yeah. like, at times, you know, go, 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 has nice lips. But the closer you get, and then if you well, kiss them and it's hard, you're like, listen, <laughs> there's a bell curve, right? Like, there's people who don't do it. There's people who way overdo it. And then there's a lot of women and men out there. You're like, damn, that person's hot. And maybe they just had really well done lip filler. Maybe they came to many faces of Chicago. Like you, everybody recognizes the people that could use it and the people that look really goofy. 
But the people in the middle, you, you probably just don't know. Or maybe you don't know. Can you tell? Like, can you watch TV? Obviously, CGI yeah. is crazy now. And can you be like, Brad Pitt is 60 because he does all this shit? I can make some pretty good predictions, yeah. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Like, how I do like, I look? I already, I'm 20 years younger than him. I still don't look as good as him. Like, Brad Pitt, like, yeah, he's 60. How does he look like that? Being an alcoholic for 40 years. Yeah, that's a good, it's a good question. What's it, is it genetics? At that point, are you he's like, probably it's a little lucky, but he's got kind of thin skin. You wouldn't think his skin would age that well. I bet he spends a lot of money on it. You know, just slow. Those, get, those people have, uh, you know, completely disposable income, right? So if you do a little something every day, he looks pretty good, right? He doesn't yeah. look overdone. No, it makes you know, me horny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, there you go. So w- what's a little something I could do every day? Uh, like elephant not- penis you rub on your face? That's what, that's what Tom Cruise is doing for a while. Yeah, you got to be careful following his, his lead, I think. But um, uh, yeah, like, I mean, not every day. I'm talking once a month. You come, you do a little skin treatment, laser, just kind of maintenance stuff. Little, the little Botox, you know, they call it baby Botox. Like just dab it in there. You can do it really natural. But what about the people with Botox 20 years later who are like? And the Botox wouldn't do that. Yeah. No? No. So there's right ways to do it. Yeah, there's they, right, it's like anything, man. It's like, you know, uh, you can, obviously, there's a lot of people that you, you think like, damn, they look good. And I guarantee they're doing something. I shouldn't say that. There's a lot of people who are naturally beautiful and don't do anything. But, you know, particularly me doing all the TikTok, YouTube stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at myself I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Oh my God. Like these people who are on TV every day, I think that's their problem. They treat their faces to be, look good in a certain view or on some video. And you know, with lights, with makeup, they can look way different than they do in reality. So then somebody catches them on a non uh, set, like Austin set up for you here. Like, you know, he dialed us up before and prepped us for the camera. Um, that's what makes them look goofy. You know, they don't care. They look at themselves like every day, super micro, you know. Like the Kardashians are so natural. Exactly, yeah. Like they're just lucky people, yeah. Now, I would say they, they look pretty good for probably how much they're doing, you know. I mean, some of their body stuff may be off, but most of their, um, who was it? It was just in the news looking a little bit goofy um, at Paris Fashion Week. I think it's Kylie. You Kylie? can see like her under eye filler or something and people are really hating on her for it, so... I mean, it's hard. But Chloe looks like a different. First, she looked like OJ. Yeah. Now she looks like someone else. Yeah, they they are they are a little bit. It's you know it's the word in the medical community is perception drift. So what happens is people like they look at something, they come in and they say, Doc, I don't like this nasal labial fold. You know, so what you know they go to some injector who is making money on this. They pay him $40,000 or something ridiculous. And they make this fold go away by making their cheeks super big, like the Madonna look. You know what doesn't have nasal labial folds? Chimpanzees don't have nasal labial folds. You know, my, my toddlers have nasal labial folds. So they, they treat it, and the, and the person's happy because there's no nasal labial fold, but they're not looking at their whole face, you know? So that's what makes them look goofy, ultimately. It's called the perception? Perception drift, yeah, because every day they're just looking, so their perception of themselves is drifting away till all they see is this nasal labial fold, and it's gone. So they're happy, and their injector's happy because they made $40,000, their nasal labial fold's gone. They take photos, they're like, look, your fold's gone, your fold's gone, it's gone. But then somebody else walks by and they're like, what the fuck? I have perception drift psychologically with my age, like I like hanging out 25 year old guys and going to bars. Yeah. And then I think my perception drift, I don't understand. It's, I should probably shouldn't be there. Well, but I I pay for all the drinks. Yeah. Well, that's, that's nice of you. 
Um, yeah, I'm sure every field, I mean, perception drift just happens with like repetitive, you know, you get habituated to those kind of scenarios. Like you're, it's normal for you to hang out with 25 year olds. Like I'd be like, fuck, dude, I gotta get out. Actually, that's part of my problem with standup because I'm like, you know, very novice. So I gotta go all these open mics and it's a bunch of 25 year old kids. You gotta be there for like six hours before you get on set for three minutes, you know? It's killer. I had uh, my cousin's uncle, but non relation to me on his mom's side. He was. Uh, in Iran, he was a uh, internist, and he had a practice and did well. But he had two young kids. This is twenty years ago, and he wanted to move to DC for his his two yeah. twin boys who were six. Moved here, he became an X ray tech because he didn't yeah, want to go through the residency. Yeah, no, at, at fifty years old no, and do all that. Mm -hmm. And it's hilarious because he consults with the physicians, and they go to him with questions, I'm knowing. Sure. Yeah. Oh, like everything that he knows. It's it's not uncommon from from because I don't think any country right now we we validate their license without repeating residency, which is crazy. I mean, that's a it's literally like torture. I mean, you don't think that should be done? I don't think they should have to repeat it. They should somehow be able to test out of it, you know. But there's other countries that are reciprocal. My wife's from Spain, and I've looked at practicing in Spain, and I think I can do it. You got to pay a lot of money, but they have reciprocal ones for us now. He's like, you don't let me do it. I'm not going to let you do it. Different countries, you know. What part of Spain? Uh, Madrid. So is that where you guys want to retire at? Uh, I don't know. We'll probably be kind of like floaters. We have a little condo there. So we go back, we go back and forth a lot. Oh, yeah. so you, but you don't practice there? No, not, not yet. How's the plastics in Spain? Um, it's, you make much less money there. Now, I think you can create some sort of a traveling, you know, that would be my plan. But you need less money. The cost of living is like, a, you know, a tenth of what it is here. In Madrid, you know. What about the asses that are getting so big? It's another one. I would say similar. What are they putting in it? Like, why is their ass that big? The large majority are fat. They take the fat from the belly and put it in the butt. Um, but there are silicone implants. I've seen, and there's reports of people, you know, uh, in the back alleys using like the tire inflator stuff. I mean, people have died from, from you know, getting botched BBL, the Brazilian butt lift. What was that show on TV on FX? With the plastic surgeons? Botched. Botched? No, there was another one before oh. that. Oh. oh, you don't watch TV. You're so useless to me. We were on an episode of Botched, me and my partner. Actually. You were? Yeah, we, they, um, they had a complicated, or they had an issue with one of their patients that lived in Chicago, so we took her to the OR, and like, we were on for like 15 seconds. But So I'm a patient. Mm -hmm. I, I'm getting a consult with you. I sit down. How does it go? Dr. Coughlin... I'm here to talk to you about some stuff. And do you say, like what they say in the movies, what don't you like about yourself? You say, exactly. I pretty much say, okay, what are we working on? Yeah, that's my And do you like, do I have to like draw it out? Or um, how's Yeah, it we take photos, like every view, you know, and then we just, uh, I normally give you the mirror first and then we go over your photos and I don't like this, I don't like that. And I was like, okay, well, this is what we can do to help this. This is what we can do to help that. Yeah. Are you talking me out of it? Fuck no. No. <laughs> I told you my kid's tuition goes up, man. Um, you do you do guide people, you know, but honestly, by the time people see me, they they are like they want it, you know. I we have a system to Who wants it? You're married. No, well, they want they I mean they can still want it. You can bark, you just can't bite. Um, so in the large majority of my patients, uh, now I've kept it through COVID are flying in. So I start with a virtual. Most of my stuff is virtual. So I'm no. just doing a virtual consultation. And now you're allowed to, right? Is that allowed? Uh, I mean, with with cosmetics, we we can get by with uh, insurance covers uh, nothing. I mean, yeah, I don't think no, it's all cash. So so um, you're like a cash 4 a.m. bar. 
It's all cash. Cash only. Cash Give me only. some cash. Not even credit cards. Bitcoin? Uh, Bitcoin, I'm still learning whether or not that's worth it. Uh, but yeah, so they, they do virtuals. I tell them, okay, I think we're going to do this. I give them like a game plan. They fly in the night before surgery. We do the surgery. They fly out two days later. It's crazy. What's the best country outside the United States you think where they're plastics forward and you're like, they're actually pretty good over there? You know, there's a lot. I mean, um, uh, Turkey for hair transplant. You know, listen, uh, the best plastic surgeon in the world, me, uh, only thing that makes Dr. Coughlin is the best yeah, plastic it, surgeon in the world you heard here sponsoring our podcast, by the way, is, now. This is our on new the sponsor. This is on the record. Um, uh, it's the, really what makes us good is just repetition. I mean, you know, the best person in the world versus the worst person in the world, our dexterity, our hands are probably a lot closer than people think. It's about like the number of cases you do over and over is the reality. So for, like I said, hair transplant in Turkey, I mean, everybody goes to Turkey to get their hair done, right? You know, they have like a machine, they do it every day, there's tech, you know, so they're good at it. In Brazil, uh, the butt lift, like the Brazilian butt, that's where they came up. There's a ton of plastic surgery in Brazil. Iran, actually, rhinoplasties. Yeah, the noses. The Everyone noses, has a nose job. It, everybody, I mean, the classic Iranian nose is strong, you know, so... Uh, yeah, what can you do to mine? You don't need anything. Really? Yeah, you don't need anything. Don't, don't worry about You're it. He's just trying to get spots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to get some spots in um, uh, So, yeah, I mean, I would say in like city like Chicago, like all I do now is the jawline. I don't do rhinos. I don't do blefs. I send them to other people. So, like, this is all I do. It's like, boom, I don't do anything else. There's, because, a sur- there's a surgery that I knew, a girl who I think gets too much plastic surgery, a friend of a friend, and she did this thing in Turkey where like they put a string in here or something. Yeah, the threads, yeah. And then it like stays in there. Yeah. I mean, most, it, looks like, it looks like a cat now. Most of them absorb, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I do threads. What, what, what's a thread? Uh, it's, it's, I do, I do Instagram threads, but what's a thread? Yeah, it's, it's not like that. It was before those. Um, it's, it's a, like half the thickness of a toothpick, double the length, and a little bit more flexible, and it goes in, has these little barbs on it, and it just kind of, yeah, it gives you a very subtle lift. It's not, if she looks like a cat, she did more in the threads. And you would, you think threads, but then you do actual surgery to like lift someone's jawline. Yeah, I mean, uh, I actually just did a face-up on one uh, one of the CEOs of the uh, thread lifting companies. I took a bunch of videos because people are bitching that you can't do face-ups after the threads, which is, I don't know why they would say that. I mean, almost everybody we operate on now has had stuff for many years, you know? I mean, you have to adjust your approach a little bit, different instruments kind of thing. Um, but yeah, the, the threads, you know, they're really subtle, honestly. Like, people don't like them because of that. Most of them absorb in like three months. Are facelifts as dangerous as they were like 20 years ago? Yeah, probably we're just better at it. I mean, people are doing more of it. Yeah, I mean, it's the danger is always there with every surgery, you know? And I, like, like I tell patients, the, more, the, the only way to decrease risk is to do it over and over and over that's what you want man you want the person who does it over and over are you sure you didn't take any classes in sales no i mean i'm pretty good marketing (laughs) myself. the only way to decrease risk is you just gotta have more surgeries i mean more filler more bigger lifts (laughs) bigger butts uh it's it's the reality i mean and listen like that's why i don't people come to me now for like something on a rhinoplasty i'm like go see the guy that does rhino or the girl that does rhinoplasties every day you don't want me to do it you know i can do it like i'm technically trained to do it i've done thousands of them actually but you know there's people that do it better so i stopped doing them i mean they killed joan rivers actually it was they were doing uh an esophagoscopy they were looking at her vocal cords. Whose gossipies? Esophagoscopy. Okay. Her esophagus? Yeah. I mean, they did kill her. You're right. 
Well, I mean, I'm not going to go on the record saying I don't want anybody lawyers reaching out to me or anything. You used to work with Michael Jackson's doctor, right? Uh, I know. And you guys thought about opening a practice for at one point? <laughs> we, 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 you know, we kept in touch. Uh, but so they did kill John Rivers. You're right. But it was a medical treatment. I mean, it was a medical procedure. One of the best joke writers of all time. John Rivers? Oh, really? Yeah. She had thousands of note cards of like just different jokes constantly. Yeah, she was she was brilliant. She also got looking a little goofy towards the end there. And she, she's looking goofy for about thirty years. Yeah. But so what about the guy, what about the guy in high school who had huge fucking ears and then he comes back from University of Michigan year two and his ears are normal? What That's happened? That's easy. It's otoplasty. I could use it. I it's called otoplasty. Otoplasty. Yep. He just promenoris is the definition of what he had. It's like prominent ears, essentially, in Latin. Um, but otoplasty, you just pin it back like that to the head. Pretty there's easy. a lot of doctors, Doc. I got to say, there's a lot of doctors who, in life, there's some fat personal trainers. Yeah. And I'm like, why are you I'm paying you, 130 yeah. bucks an hour for this? There are hair doctors who don't have good hair. I'm and some you. of the most renowned in the country. So I'm like, what is it? That yeah, makes you not want to do it. Yeah, I'm with you. There are, and in your field, there might be plastics guys who've never got plastics themselves. I, so if I'm a patient, why should I trust that BS? Um, you know, the key about this field, nobody needs any of it. Like, I'm not doing this to save anybody's life, you know? You're doing this to make the money and I'm, go to Madrid. I'm trying to get, get a second wife. I'm trying to make money. I'm trying to get them laid. <laughs> it's that simple, right? So, uh, you know, you don't need it. Like, if you don't want it, don't get it. It's like one of my buddies gives me shit. He's like, oh, you're a plastic surgeon. You're greedy. You're, this is bullshit medicine. I was like, dude, this is the most honest medicine there is. You want a facelift? It's 30 grand. If you, you don't need it, it's not going to make you live any longer, but it's 30 grand. You pay it if you want it. If you don't want it, you know, go live your life. Whereas the other guys are like, oh, you got to get your thyroid out. But do they really have to get their thyroid out? Is there, could they watch it for six months? You know, so. Um, Hashimoto's. Yeah. Hashimoto's is an autoimmune disease. You don't need to get it removed for that. Yeah, but it it, it is associated with the thyroid. Good job. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it's pre med. Yeah, oh, I wasn't. Oh. Hashimoto. Yeah. So, anyways, um, uh, yeah. You just. I mean, you don't like. Listen, I I really don't do much to myself. I'm, I need to start because I'm seeing myself on video so much. But I just it's like not my thing. You know, I just like I can. You know, I've done I've done the laser treatments and stuff. It fucking hurts. So you know, I don't like doing it. But nobody needs it. It's just the people that want it. So what, is the, what is the laser treatment? So I'm coming into you. I don't want to get under the knife. Yeah. All right. I'm afraid of that. But what for upkeep, what am I doing? Most of it. I mean, why are you, even though you look. Well, right now, my, my, like, I wax my back. Yeah. Okay. You can, might as well, well, you're tough to laser, honestly. The back of your back. To, to yeah. It'd be big, like, just to be a lot of hair. Well, as you can get burned too. You know, the lasers just target color. So the best person to laser is like a really, really white person with black hair. Oh, but so I feel okay. like you got to be careful with it. Um, so why do we? Talking so about you said that you said there's laser upkeep for the face. Oh yeah, yeah. Just so the, what's that? You know, laser is a general term, but there's radio just things to kind of reverse some of it. You lose collagen, you lose elasticity, the bone gets absorbed, some of the fat pads atrophy. So we just tackle all of them. You know. You just tell me what you want to change, and I. Just, so the so that's non-invasive laser. Yeah, those are like you know in the clinic awake. Most of them you can like you could have done this. You could have done it yesterday, and we could be doing this podcast today. And it's like that. I can't resolve the collagen epidemic in my as getting older with just having bone broth. Not that I know of, and I wouldn't have the house in Spain if you could. <laughs> 
What do you think of those, like that one guy who pays two million bucks a year to stay young, or doctor, or not doctor, Gary Brecka, who says he's this guy who worked with Dana White. Oh, okay. And he says for ten thousand dollars, he puts you on a plan, reverse ages you twenty five years. You know, I the I, biohacking these days. Yeah. I mean, you're a physician, so yeah, have you I, followed it? No, not really. And it's, I mean, the data's not really in yet, right? We need to wait like thirty years to see if it worked. Um, but I look into it like I intermittent fast. I only eat like two hours out of the day. I only drink black coffee because uh, that one's probably the most proven of all of the anti-aging things. At least not, not necessarily your, your looks, but the life prolonging qualities of them. Uh, so I'm, I'm researching them, but the data is just not in because it's all new. So you just don't know. The, the intermittent fasting, you know, they've done on rats for years. It's the only thing that has increased the lifespan of a rat. Yeah, and it's said it's it's to like, uh, does like make internal tumors in the body? Like yeah, I mean, you just starve them, right? I mean, tum- tumors are really highly active metabolically. So if your body doesn't have uh, energy, then it's it's going to die out. Like it's going to be one of the first things to die off, or maybe not the first thing, but it makes sense. I mean, I don't know the literature on that, but it makes sense physiologically. If if you had the time, because you have a couple kids, you have a thriving practice. Now you, you're going to pursue stand-up comedy. I don't know why. I don't suggest that to anybody. I think you should stay in school and don't do drugs. Um, don't be, don't be a sad clown. Yeah, stay in school. <laughs> or YouTube is now school. Things have yeah, changed. Yeah. But what other pursuit in medicine would you want to take if you had the time? That, that piques your interest. Yeah, you know, I'm where I, I'm where I'm at now. I, w- I probably wouldn't change my approach. Um, you were in it for the money, not for saving people. I just people. wanted the cash, dude. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, the cash is nice. Don't get me wrong. And the, the, I mean, like, look, I took today off. You know, I was like, fuck it. I'm yeah, cash is yeah. king. No, I don't no make no titty any- jobs today. Here yeah. you are, Doc. I, I don't get paid today, right? So, like, that's how it works for me. I can. Take- no, we are not paying him on this podcast. Yeah, actually yeah, paying us. Wait, I'm not getting paid for it. No, um, <laughs> I thought you said. Um, uh, so you know, but. Yeah, no, I, I like my, and, and I really like what I do. I mean, I operate every day now, so uh, for me, it works. Yeah, I, I wouldn't change it. I would operate somehow, but this one's nice because I can really manage it how I want. Do you consider yourself a breast implant connoisseur? Well, no, I don't do any breasts. I only do face. But I well, would you don't do breasts at all. I don't do any breasts. I, I, I mean, I probably do more chin implants than anybody in the world. Is that where the money's at? Uh, Where's the moolah at, Doki? Probably... Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure there's literature on it, but the face is probably where it's at, if I had to bet. So you said you do the most in the United States, maybe? I would bet chin implants. I would be willing to put my numbers up. I just actually asked the chin implant company because I'm trying to get a new one made. Uh, I do a lot, yeah. So you, you're, like, speaking at conferences and stuff like that. Yeah, I do. You know, um, the the... This isn't a diss to anybody that teaches at conferences, but they kind of become a little bit of a circle jerk, the, the, the conferences. You know, like people, it's just the, the, the three people there talking about their techniques. And, and the slides. The, yeah. And then, you know, a conference, they don't pay you to go to those. Or if they do, it's very little. So you fly to Las Vegas for three days. Those are like three days of production for me. So I did them earlier in my career. Now it's really hard for me to go. I'm, te- I'm speaking at one in May because it's in Chicago, so I can take like two hours off and go do it and then go back and do a case. So it's like. Big Pharma. Of all of the big pharma companies, which one owns you? Um, you know, again, since I'm surgical, I can get away without it a little bit. 
you know, um, there's of the fillers, Juvederm Ultra Plus, Vabella, Velour, Voluma, Restlin, Lift, Define, Refine, Bellatero, Bellafil, RHA, one, two, three, four, Sculptro, Radius. There's like 35 of them. I play nice with all of them for the record. Is there one you want to get in a bidding war with? No, I, I, I love them all equally. They scare you though, right? You don't, you don't fuck with them. Like yeah, like yeah. that, like that William like, Wallace scene where yeah, those like, where those dukes are sleeping at night and Williams on the you don't mess with he's on their horse. Yeah, I play. Yeah. I, I play nice with them all. They're all good. They're all equally good. Ozempic. Ozempic, yeah. Ozempic. Uh, you know, we had about ten years ago, fifteen years ago, when they started doing the Ruin Y gastric bypass stuff. We saw this to this degree where people lost like a hundred pounds overnight. Um, for me, it's probably a good thing, honestly, because when you're 40 or 50 and you lose 100 pounds, your face goes to shit. So a lot of people are coming. You in. lose collagen, or what am I losing if I just lose a bunch of weight? If you, you yeah, the, just the whole, you know, the superficial, like fat people age well. You know, you see fat people like when they're 50, they look good. Their face looks good. It's the skinny people that really age. That's why the Brad Pitt comment, like I don't know how he's doing it, but typically fat people age better. But not the visceral fat, according to Dr. Peter Atia. No, outlive. No, sorry. Shout out Dr. Peter Atia. Outlive. I'm specifically talking about the face. The, yeah, it's definitely not healthy for you to be fat, but you the face looks better when you're fat when you're old. So they lose that fat, the face looks worse. So then they come for fillers for fat transfer. I take fat from their belly, put it in their face. You know. Um, but Ozempic, I mean, I think it's helping a lot of people. But the ver- jury's not out yet. Um, it's funny. I did a post that's doing really well. On uh, Hey, remember when everybody was scared to get the COVID shot and now everybody's injecting Ozempic once a week, this like random medication, you know, like subcutaneous injection every week for like two years, you know? Uh, it's, it's, it is out though. They've been using that medication for uh, glucose intolerant patients for a long time. Oh, okay. So they're not, we haven't been using it in, you know, people who are 10 pounds overweight, but the medication, I mean, I don't know a hundred percent how long it's been out, but at least three years it's been on the market. So now we've have found a way to weaponize it. Essentially. Yeah. Now, I mean, those industries, man, if you get one of those industries we mentioned earlier to get involved in Ozempic, like the research is going to bump up. Like the plastic surgery community doesn't mess around in that way. Like if they can make money, they're going to figure it out. So you plastic surgeons, you guys are pretty neutral. You see all the stuff going on and you're like, we're just here to make the money. I'm like sure, you guys honestly, go ahead I'll with tell your you, BS. I mean, I do make money. I have to live, right? But it's really a fun career. I mean, most people come and see me. They're happy. They're trying to have fun. They're like, you know, so I would say that's the best part. But yeah, it's a pretty, yeah, I'm, I'm, I try to stay neutral. Yeah. And, and you have part. colleagues that you work with, like other yeah. surgeons that yeah. you are your partners to? Mm-hmm. Do you ever just like go to lunch with one of your partners and uh, a person comes in after they, six months later, the facelift, and you look at your partner, let's say his name's Dan, and you're like, Dan, that was one ugly bitch, and now look at her. A lot. We do it to each other. We said, (laughs) if you could see our text chains, you'd be surprised. (laughs) I mean, I don't use that terminology. Yeah, you would never call a woman a bitch. Your father. I mean, give me a break. (laughs) Some respect. Why comedy? Um, because you're you're a funny guy, man. On I'm, Instagram you know and TikTok, you're you're yeah. So- I'll tell you a couple of things. This is good for you. Um, I thought I was gonna be a lot better at it than I was. I thought it was gonna be a lot easier. <laughs> and my wife is like, I have I have the classic plastic surgeon narcissism where I'm just like, I can fucking do that. Um, oh, I know. You know, so yeah, I was like, yeah. So for the record, I, I thought I was gonna be a lot better. Um. And in my, in my office, uh, my administrative duties are way down now. We like joined with a big group. They deal with almost everything. So now I just operate. Um, 
a while back I painted, like I need like a little creative freedom. So this is just where I'm going with it. Uh, and it's nice to get out on a Tuesday and Wednesday and just, you know, be by myself. Cause I normally go by myself. I don't let anybody know I'm going. I had Andy go once, our mutual friend, uh, to, cause I like people to film me. I just buy a guy a beer and say, Hey, can you film me? And then I study the tapes of myself. Like, Oh fuck, I could have, oh, I should have, you know, kind of thing. Um, so yeah, it's just like my creative outlet, honestly. But you, when you, when you were started on your socials and oh, doing my, those videos, you, you did that for fun. You didn't do that for more patience. Um, no, I, I, I originally started doing it for patience. Uh, I started YouTube with my old buddy I was talking about. There's YouTube videos off of early 2000s, us like just goofing around, talking about lips. And we had this huge head we made out of uh, paper mache. So I started that way. I mean, I, I'm kind of like a little bit lighthearted. I'm, I, a little bit goofy, maybe. I don't know what you would call me, but so you just, you know, for those sites, what pays off is authenticity. So instead of trying to act um, overly- Like someone that you're not. Yeah, overly professional, I just kind of ran with it, with my, like my personality, I guess. So, uh, and then, yeah, so, but I get the majority of my patients from, from social media. That's gratifying, isn't it? Like yeah, when someone too. comes to my show and they said, yeah. I'm a listener, or I, I watch yeah. your YouTube, and, and I drove from Cleveland. I'm like, what an idiot! You shouldn't have drove that far. I was yeah. like, for this, but thank yeah. you. I mean, it's it's yeah, exactly. It's and and then it's uh, for better or worse, perpetual, right? Because you're like, fuck, I gotta make more videos. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's that desire, hunger, and then yeah. you know, the addiction. A little bit of a perception. What's that called? Perception. Perception drift. I guess would probably be more in this scenario. It would probably be what leads me to go do stand up. You know, thinking you're way better than you are. So I would say that. You know, my first stand up ever. I did 25 minutes. Uh, I didn't really know. Like I had, I had an hour. I thought I was supposed to do like an hour. I was like thinking Netflix special, you know? They, they finally played me off. Uh, it was with Andy, actually. He videoed it. I have it on tape. And nobody laughed for like 25 minutes. I mean, it was that bad. I thought it was good, though. You know, they have that bright-ass lights idea. I was like, fuck, I killed it. <laughs> uh, wow, no last for 25 minutes. You just keep going. That's I like, that's fucking, like, like, I powered through it. Like they're dead I mean, and you just keep cutting I got, I got a couple, you know, <laughs> but I think they were sympathy lap. You know, it was like, oh, okay, this guy's kind of hurting. Yeah, because when you texted me, it was funny because I was roasting Andy in the group chat. Mm -hmm. I said, so I work at this for 12 years, my sad long career, and some fucking guy you know who's a plastic <laughs> surgeon wants to pick my... I said, does it say yeah, the, University of How to Be a Comedian? I said, Andy, what this is this? This was Andy, not me, by the way. Yeah, and everyone's a, roasting Andy. And then they start... They they start... Like our buddy Cubby, actually. He starts Is he in writing, comedy, too? No, he's just one of our buddies. Oh, but yeah. he starts writing. He's like, hey, Chris, um, I'm... 44 years old, I am thinking of a career change. I wanted to see how I could do this. If you could like, help me, yeah. And it, was, it just became all these funny text messages Ripping of, hey, I can I pick it. your brain? Hey, can I pick your brain? And it's fun, you know, my, my, uh, my barber, actually, uh, Fernando Sosa, Mona Lisa Fades, very nice place. Fernando Fades, yeah. Fernando Fades. Uh, Mona Lisa Fades, Fernando Sosa. Um, he was in comedy, like LA. He was Zany's, like Second City a little bit. Yeah, you maybe you crossed paths at one point, but um, he said like the comedy community can be a pretty uh, aggressive or like not super friendly. I would say the opposite, but I mean, I'm at the real, like I'm with the other schmucks, you know, at, at the stand-up. So everybody's like chumming up, laughing for each other kind of thing. Um, but like, I think any field, when you get to the more elite levels, it becomes more competitive when it's paying the bills for people, they're going to be more competitive. Like I'm a dick about most plastic surgeons. Yeah. But now this is just, everyone has their own perspective, but like for comedy and probably for plastic surgery too, you're doing well. 
you have a good practice. If you hear about some other surgeon in Champaign, Illinois, you're like, sure, let it, let him or her do well. And that's it. The, the level now you're, of course you're fighting for maybe the big chin client or the, yeah. you know, so that's, you, you, there's that, that big chin patient that maybe somebody else wants for comedy. After a while, you kind of just realize, I don't, I mean, I have to worry about myself. Yeah. Like, it's like, I got to do well. If these guys are doing bad, or these girls are doing bad. Wish them the best, but we're all kind of on our own path. Well, and when 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 comedy's hot, like if SNL's popping, you know people like it. They're going to go to the local clubs. They're going to see it. Sure. So I mean, you know, plastic surgery is the same. I mean, if like in during the COVID years, you know, during COVID and during the Great Depression, were like huge spikes in cosmetic surgeries. It's weird when people got it. Really? Tight, yeah, for whatever reason. Well, I thought, you, but you I thought we couldn't do surgeries because we had to be locked down in the house. Um, no, so like when we were really, yeah, when we were locked down, okay, we were, but we were only officially locked down for like eight weeks, you know, and then we were, so of the th- two COVID years, the large majority we were, we were available. Eight weeks. Eight weeks. We, eight weeks was, I was only shut down for eight weeks. So then people would go back to the elective, because you're an elective surgery, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, we had to mask and we had all the stupid protocols, so, but we were, yeah, we were doing a You ton. said it, I didn't, you said it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, fair. Sure. For I mean, I think we're gonna learn Clip that. that. Clip I, that. I think we we had all those very uh, you know. Um, no, I mean, I think we'll probably learn that most of those protocols were stupid at the time. We didn't know, so I mean, I would do it. I probably would have done it again. I mean, I would do it again if that's what you know the data showed at that time. So we'll see. That data is also not out really whether or not it was worth it. But anyways, we did a shit ton. Of, like probably my best years were just after COVID, end of COVID. Nobody was traveling. People had money. They were working from home. You know. They, yeah, most most businesses, those people. But yeah, the six like, months after they would come the, to the vaccine came out, they would come to the clinic and uh, have their computer in the side while I was doing their filler. I mean, they were like working from home. So, yeah, we. But anyways, has it slowed down now, or you have a like a ultra level of patients that doesn't really matter? No, yeah, we're we're popping pretty good still. I'd say. So dinner's on you. Dinner's on me. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's early. We could do lunch maybe, but yeah. <laughs> No, fasting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, dinner. I eat from six to eight. Six to eight? Probably with your family. Most of the time. Just unless I'm trying to go do fucking stand up. You should still do it. I'm going to still do it. Yeah. I'm not going. I'm, I'm, like I said, I think I'm good. I have that narcissism that is built in plastic. Yeah. Surgeons. I can see it. Yeah. yeah it's just there. Not, not you being good, but I could see the narcissism. I'm not good. So, I, <laughs> yeah. But, I, you know, I'm, I'm actually, I'm not even getting better. I'm learning why I'm bad, but. Uh, but it's not like it's yeah. not because I, I, like I said, I thought it was going to be way easier. I know that's super like no, no, it, no, no. it's super ignorant, but yeah, I mean, it's just it's the thing, I guess. One of the reasons I wanted to do comedy and there are some comics who admit it or not admit it is I was 19. Obviously, there's a lot of reasons like like listening to cassette tapes when I was 12 of Steve Martin, Bill Cosby, mm-hmm. like Eddie Murphy that my cousin gave me those cassette tapes. But another reason was. You're 1920. You're watching Comedy Central Premium Blend, and I'm like, these guys aren't that funny. But it might not have been your humor, or like, it might yeah. have made me laugh. But you think you? But they ate shit so many times yeah. to get there. Yeah. And then you have to learn the hard way. It's because it's a hard knocks, is what it is. Like you go do it. But so you say you're doing it now. I would just. I, I mean, I have no recommendation. But if I w- I would just do it twice a week. Yeah. And then every week try to write a new personal story or a joke maybe a mechanical joke and it just you just keep doing it and eventually if you're having fun because yeah. you have a job you have your social media following you know the pressure is less but you keep trying it and you get good at it yeah I, I would say that in the hard part is like 
for most of those places, you got to go at 5 p.m., stay there till the, the set, you know, you got to submit your name on the list. Then you got to, then the, the show or whatever doesn't start till seven or eight. I mean, I'm there till like 11 PM. My wife's like, you better be home by midnight and sober. And I'm like, okay, it's going to be hard, but okay. <laughs> uh, you know, so, uh, that's probably my biggest, uh, my biggest hurdle. The data's out on alcohol. Not good for you. They're saying not even like a little bit's good for you. Technically you should just have none. That's what they're saying. What's your, what's your thoughts on that? I mean, I drink. Uh, I try to curb it. I did dry January. Yeah, I did every year. Yeah, it's no uh, sex with your wife for a whole month. Pretty much, on the record. Make her watch this. Um, uh, uh, you know, it. it yeah, the data is out. That's, I mean, it's not good for you. But you know, a lot of things aren't good for you. So, what about mushrooms? Everyone's doing you these know, psychedelics. Middle-aged guys are really into it. Yeah, I've never done mushrooms. Uh, I really don't know much about them. Uh, but there's a role, there's probably a role for depression, I bet, to kind of reset. You know, ketamine is a, is a dissociative and that has pretty good literature on it. Uh, this is not medical advice, uh, for the record, you know, you can put Austin, you can have a little disclaimer down there. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't really know mushrooms, honestly. Yeah. I don't, I don't have good insight onto it. There's a lot of people doing it. And I think, um, you know, it seems to be relatively safe. So that's how it's going to mass produced. I have a question about the woman's anatomy. Okay, I, uh, as a physician, yeah. it was about eight, nine years ago, I met a female, and we had gone out a couple times. I went back to her house. Good start. She had a yeah, good start, consensually. She had a cat, but she had no, this was back in the day, like nine years ago, where everybody had photos. You know, you had a frame of like your mom and dad, yeah. maybe your prom, maybe your, you know, your senior formal in college like there's no pictures of like her youth you know and she's about 24 25 years old and we uh started to hook up and uh there was a level of dryness there so i thought maybe okay. it was me i wasn't really sure it was very little okay. you know it was very little uh, her area yeah. and so then i thought it's called vagina. One, vagina vagina yeah so then i thought at one point maybe she could be, at one point, a he. So I was very nervous. I started looking because I was a little bit intoxicated. I started look. I went to the bathroom. I started looking under her sink for like a detachable penis or something or like to something that shows me. Because then I saw no pictures of her when she was younger as a female. So I thought, I'm in a guy's house. But who is now? I see. It makes sense. Uh, I so I wasn't sure. Yeah, gotta say. So, so what I'm saying is, is it so good? 10 years later that we're not going to know, you know, I'm going to be pounding Carrie and she used to be Chris, you know, uh, I would say, yes, you could, that you could probably get into that scenario. Definitely with a few drinks, another downfall of alcohol. Um, and they don't publish that one in the data that you might sleep with someone who's transgender, not knowing based on your alcohol intake. You could. Yeah. Um, they are pretty good. I only do the face portions of the transitions, you know, so I had never made a vagina or a dick. Um, but they are pretty dang good, yeah. I mean, it takes multiple procedures. So you're out there fucking guys like us who are straight, I'm, and we want to be with I mean, a female. I mean, I'm not fucking guys like you, but well, I'm messing bit, you but, up, but, yeah. But, I mean, you, <laughs> you you're not it, fucking yeah. me yet. Yeah. But, like, we haven't had any drinks. But, like, what I'm saying is you're out there making somebody who wants to, to transition, and you're yeah. making them look like a very pretty female or male. Correct. You want, you want to trick us. 
You're a trickster. I mean, uh, I mean, you're Doctor Trickster. They, they for uh, it's one of those complicated scenarios, you know. For all intents and purposes, they're they're a man or a woman, or they they feel like a man or a woman. So I'm just making them look like they feel. Like you feel like you're 25. <laughs> you're not 25, but you want to look 25. Yeah. So, so we're I also come, I should come to your office. We're also we should talk about that. Yeah, how to make me look 25. And we're also pimping those people. And then those young girls are gonna be like, that guy. He's good, man. He looks good. He's like 25. I'm also pimping them, right? Yeah, so you're an age pimp. I'm, I'm well. I, I'm every. I pimp everybody. You're a pimp. I'm. A, I'm a pimp. Yeah. Doctor, you see the pimp. Doctor pimp. Yeah. Doctor pimp. Doctor pimp. I like it. Doctor Ben Coglin, the pimp. I'll take it. Yeah. I mean, my job is essentially to get people laid. Is that what life is? Just getting laid. If I could get another person laid every day, I would be a happy man. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun to help people get laid, even if they're bad at it. Even if especially if they're bad at it, those are the ones who need help. Can you help with that? Like, if I'm bad at it, can you put something I've, in there that makes me good at it? Can you make my penis vibrate the way they're vibrate? They're I cannot does? again, but there are people that there's definitely penis implants, pumps. I don't know if they vibrate yet. Can you put something down there for me? There's pumps, and people are putting filler in the penis. And what's that do? You know, I don't really get it either. There's a lot. I have nurses tell me, oh, you should be doing it. I'm like, fuck, I'm not going to do that. You're going to necrose off some guy's wiener and he's going to like murder us all. Uh, but they just fill it up. I guess it's so when you, you would only work when you're flaccid, your dick will look bigger. That's more of a locker room thing. I need that in high school. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe or, a shower with no. I guess if you're at the gym and you want chicks yeah, to be like, oh. My, my little turtle peepees walking around like I needed that. Yeah, it's dangerous though, I think. It is dangerous. I would say, yeah. I've never done it, but this is definitely not FDA approved. There's going to be no trials of it, I'm, I'm sure. There's a guy actually, uh, <laughs> his name is Zimmerman. He's the Dick Doc on TikTok. <laughs> the Dick Doc on TikTok? The Dick Doc on TikTok. He's a funny guy. Um, and he does it a lot. What about, what about people who want their, maybe just their private parts to be a different color? Like they identify as a different race just down there. I haven't seen that. Do you guys do that? I haven't seen that. Um, might, see, might see it soon, the way the country is going. I think uh, <laughs> it's not definitely not out of the question, and I'm 100% positive it's happened before, yes. I mean, I, I, I don't know specifically, but, you know, crazy shit is requested. Here's my problem with pimps like you. Mm-hmm. So I like that. Now you're already calling so, me a pimp. I so, like it. So I, I'm, let's say... I go see you. I'm 300 pounds. I'm pre-diabetic. I have all the fat in the face, which is good. And does the doctor say to me before he's like, I could get rid of this fat, this fat. Does he say, hey, have you tried diet? Have you tried exercise? Are they like 25,000? No, I mean, the large majority of us would say it. I definitely would because it makes us look better. I mean, my best outcomes are people I operated on, but they also lost 50 pounds. You know, so, it, it, you know, and then if they live longer, they come and spend more money with us. Okay. So you, so you do. I do. I both. definitely, I mean, I, I, the intermittent fasting thing I put out on all my sites, I really try to help people with it. Um, because again, it only, it only makes them healthier. makes me look better. makes the outcomes better. So it's a win-win. The, and then there's a lot of people. Um, one of my good buddies, he does a lot of body and he has BMI cutoffs because that there's good literature that the uh, complications are a lot higher with a BMI over 30, for instance. What's a BMI? uh, Body mass index. So it's like height, overweight, you know, like it's a general look at your, like my, my, I am, I'm almost overweight. 
Um, my BMI is like 24, 25. Do you think those indexes was made by an anorexic girl? Um, you know, I mean, they could maybe change the mark, but it's just, it's just math. So, um, I mean, you're a thin in shape guy and the BMI index, whoever made this yeah, I mean, was somebody who was probably just bulimic and upset. I don't know. I, I, I could lose, I could lose five or 10 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get below it. I go, you know, I oscillate a little bit, but I don't know. I know. I think that it's probably a healthy weight. Sorry, man. I hate to be, I hate to be Debbie Downer. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, it pizza. probably was made by a thin person. We used to be thinner. As was a, America thinner? America, everybody was thinner. Well, not everybody. Of course, there's places in the world where people would love to be heavier. Are people thinner um, in Spain? Oh, tons. There's a lot of good ass down there. There's a lot of good ass down there. Um, I mean, the, the, like when, when our friends from Spain come here, they're like, dude, everybody's huge. And, they, and they're eating at 9 p.m. and they have like seven different yeah, small plates coming out. You know, but it's all homemade. They never go out. Like it's, it's a different culture in that way. Yeah. And food is like an event. Like many cultures have that. It's a, they celebrate yeah, food a little Persian more. Persian cultures like that exactly. too. Almost every other culture yeah. other than America. We are like, you know, we're like the TV dinner generation. Yeah. Or eat, eat Chick-fil-A in your car. Yeah. I mean, my, my mother rarely made a dinner. We were always like, my mom worked when we were young. So we were like TV dinner, out of a box, you know. In Flint. In Flint, yeah. You, uh, you siblings? Uh, older sister, younger brother. What do they do? Um, it's funny because I don't know where they, either of them work right now. My, uh, both sales generally. My sister works with uh, ophthalmology practices. One way or another, my brother's sales, software sales. Like Andy. So growing up, were you just looking out the window in Flint? Like, I got to get out of here. No, I like Flint. I, mean, I like to go back. Uh, it's just, you know, for the kind of stuff I wanted to do, you need to get out of there. Yeah. I go back a lot. Your wife is from Spain, from Madrid. From Madrid. Um, very attractive area of people. Yeah. Does Beautiful. she have any cousins that would be interested? Uh, she has a lot of cousins. Want to put the little bell out there? Yeah, I can, I can set it up. Yeah. Yeah, let me think about it. Next 20 years of your career, what is your goals? Man, that's a tough one. You know, uh, my my surgery practice. Honestly, I'm in, I'm I'm cooking. You know, so I don't really need to do much more there. So that's kind of why I'm like comedy. Yeah, like looking into. I'm not gonna quit surgery. I like surgery. Like, I'm, but I'm doing enough. You know, my neck and my backer. My father was a roofer. I remember I used to roof with him, uh, and he'd be like, "You know, you're doing this so when you're old, you don't have to use your back. You can use your head." And I call him, like, dude, my back and my neck hurt, man. Because I'm operating every day, you know, like bent over, I have a headlight on. Um, and you so, have to wear the, the my, my cousin's an invasive cardiologist. He has to wear nah, that big thing I don't wear lead, but I have, a head, I have a headlight on. But it's just I operate every day now. That's how you're dead is to, to think because you're good with your hands. Yeah, he was a laborer, you know. He was like, you know, I used to roof. Now I just, I mean, I make more money than a normal laborer, but I'm just an expensive laborer. When you met, when you met your wife... Um, were you doing the whole flirty thing of like, you know, we could fix this, maybe do this? No, I mean, like, I was in med school, so I didn't know what the fuck. Were I'm you doing like the itsy bitsy spider on her back, or no? I just uh, it was it was hangups, man. We were dancing, salsa, hangup. No, uh, it was like an '80s night, I think. Uh, and then we went the next day. We met up at the lodge under classic Chicago. Does she have an accent? Yeah, she lives. In so Spain. like Penelope Cruz yeah, in Spanglish. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Like we speak Spanish at home. You're fluent in Spanish? Yeah, my, I, I mean, I speak Spanish to my kids. 
And you, did you speak it before you met your wife or no? Nope. I took French in high school because of my sister. But then I took a couple courses and then like my oldest is eight now. So we just, we only speak Spanish at home. So I speak, I probably speak like an eight year old, but. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's funny because she really wanted the kids to speak Spanish, you know? Any comedy questions before we wrap it up for yourself or stuff you want to know about comedy? Hmm. You know, uh, I've learned and you can reinforce it or not. It's got to be true. I can't make up shit. So uh, what's your feedback on that? Like, like, so I have stuff that's happened to me that I think is funny. And I say that and I can say it, it does decent. But if I try to like create a scenario and make it up, I seem to bomb. I think there's some funny guys and girls, uh, tons doing comedy and comics that you see who are prolific writers. And mm -hmm. they're so good at writing. And whether it's a current event or whatever, but it's still their perspective yeah. too. So it's their like, true perspective. Like, so it's it, like Jesselneck, like it's his perspective, but like he, he's so funny and he's such a good writer of the mm -hmm. way he writes it. So it is his point of view still. Seinfeld, it's still his point of view. Yeah. Joan Rivers, great writer. It was her point of view. Me, I am nowhere near like, uh, you know, pre-Cosby before he did all that stuff, but, um, or, or, like, or like Bill Burr. But it, for me, it was always exaggerated truth. So I tell a true story. I want you to know that I'm in pain and I want you to think it's funny. So I tell you just the truth. Yeah. So it's almost too revealing where, you know, I've been in former relationships like five, six years ago and the girl's, like my friends told me what you said, like, and it was more, but I'm always, my point of view is always kind of shitting on myself in the end. Not yeah. The, the self deprecation seems to be, but it's, but okay. you can't do too much, but it, you find your way. It took me a minute. Like now You're when I do it and friends of mine who are, we're friends in the comedy world, like they want to watch it. Cause like, I'll just talk about that week. And yeah. sometimes it's, there's not always a crazy laughs, but it's good that you want to talk about your, a lot of people talk about their kids and their wife, like Gaffigan, all those guys. You, you just have to think, I have to be Ben. Yeah, so you I, know, got, I got to do, I got to talk about what Ben wants to talk about. So it's okay. Talk about your work. Talk about everything. I tried to work a little bit and uh, it's hard because I'm coming through with a plastic surgeon. I got to change the perspective a little bit because it's hard to relate with plastic surgeon. Like if I was talking to a group of plastic surgeons, it's funny, but I was saying shit that I thought was hilarious and people were like, I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, you know, uh, you know, a rich plastic surgeon doesn't fit me, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, it de depends on the room. Yeah. So if you're an open mic, yeah, I had a joke at an open mic 10 years ago where it was like, uh. You know, when, when we were growing up, my mom would make us clean before the cleaning lady came. And that was just so stupid. Like, I didn't yeah. understand that's her job. Yeah. Like, why can't, a bunch this, of hipster yeah, why can't this girl? And they're just like, I mean, yeah. I didn't, I didn't cleaning lady, like you're yeah. rich. And yeah, so it, it is the room. But yeah. what what I'll say is, uh, I don't know. I mean, just, just do your shit. Like it does, it does it like, but plastic surgeon Al Magical gave me a, gave me a tip like eight years ago. And it was, uh, say you used to own a bar. And then talk about like what used to happen to you, you know, because yeah. like, then the audience identifies with you. Oh, like, wait, see. wait, you're a magician or you're a comedian? Like, yeah. Because okay. there's a lot of teachers who say I'm a teacher, but a lot of them say I used to teach because yeah. now the audience won't flip because sometimes you only have 10, 15 minutes, if yeah. that, to get no, them on your side. Five minutes, hey, yeah. yeah, you have 30 seconds to get them on your side. But yeah, so I used to be a plastic surgeon. I used yeah. to be practicing when I was practicing. This happened. Yeah. I don't know why I chose this, you yeah. know, and then go into your shit. Yeah. Yeah, the the last couple I've done, I didn't even I didn't let anybody know I was a doctor, because I feel like it just like was starting it off wrong. They were like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" I say just keep doing it. Yeah, right. no, I'm gonna, you know what I'm gonna do? 
I'm gonna. I want to be able to because I, I I'm not gonna be able to go to the the open mics. You know, like two a week. I just can't do it. You know, it's not feasible. So I, I have. A, I'm building a little studio in my basement in a closet, and I'm just gonna. I'm gonna uh, do some jokes. I'm gonna edit. I'm pretty good at video editing now. To you know, novice degree, and I'm gonna post them on on TikTok just by myself and yeah. kind of make it get seem in the like closet. I'm somewhere in the closet. Yeah, get in the, in the closet. Yeah. Coglin coming out of the closet. I mean, Coughlin, the names are the names are, you know, Coughlin in the closet. Coughlin in the closet, closet with Cog. I mean, in the closet with Coglin holding my cog. Like, Coglin needs to come out of the closet. Something like you know, like, yeah. it's 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 endless the names. But and then I'm gonna harness like the you know because I have a little following already. Doctor Ben Coglin, what's the name of your practice? It's funny because we're a little complicated. Many faces of Chicago is my tag. I'm now with this bigger group, uh, impressions Chicago. And but we're in Water Tower Place. So you'd be interested in sponsoring our pod where we just give you shout outs and then maybe. We, we come in and get our lips done for free. Yeah, maybe we, yeah, <laughs> we can, maybe we can uh, you know, or, or like I talked about, the filler in the penis. This has been great. Dr. Ben Coglin, changing the color of my penis and filling it. Tell your parents you love them. We love you. This has been Chris and One Day Kyle explored the universe with Dr. Ben Coglin. Thank you. Swap to white guys.